0: Thank you. You can be seated. Well, good morning. Oh, you look good. Everybody looks good. Turn to the person next to you and say, You look good. So there was a war in our house, and I lost. (laughs) And I've got a picture, actually, you can put on the screen. It's a picture of my shaving process. And like we said before, I am Ellie's first child from her second marriage. And uh, I think this mic needs to get a bit EQ'd or something. It sounds sounds crazy. Is that me? Can you hear that weird sound or no? Shall I try? Oh, no. Yeah. Will it matter? Will it still record if I use this one? Hello. Ooh. Oh, that sounds very handsome right there. (laughs) Nice and deep. (laughs) I met a girl crying outside the mall and I asked her what's wrong. She said, I lost $200. So I gave her 40 from the $200 I picked up at the entrance. When God blesses you, you must bless others. Amen? <laughs> I didn't actually. That's, I, that was on Instagram. But um, I want to thank Ellie for last week's message because I thought it was such a great foundational message. Uh, some messages that you hear are breakthrough. You come, God does something on the inside, and you walk out different on the outside, correct? And you can't replace that. You can't imitate it. In fact, you can't purchase it. It comes with sacrifice. It comes with the anointing and the presence of God. God just sovereignly sometimes chooses to do something in your life. You know, I've said this before. Sometimes there's been moments where I'm divinely interrupted and the Holy Spirit comes in. He speaks to me and it breaks me. I don't know if you've had that moment. Anybody had that moment where you're driving, you're just walking along, you're having a conversation, maybe a song even on the radio comes on and it just somehow gets on the inside and it speaks to the very thing that you're going through right now. It's almost as if it's a rhema word. It's in season, it's on time and it's from God and it changes you. It causes you to think different and it causes you to live different. Sometimes God divinely interrupts. But then there are other times that God requires us to seek, to lean in, to press. You know, you know Sometimes I wonder if our dryness that we have in our relationship with God is not a reflection of his absence. It's a reflection of my lack of pressing in. Sometimes I need to make the decision to say, okay, God, what shift do I need to make in 2020 so that I can experience the presence of God on a daily basis? You know, sometimes maybe some of us have never actually even experienced or felt or have acknowledged or accepted or embraced the presence of God. Why don't you let 2020 be that year? Why don't you allow God to take your relationship with Him To a completely different dimension. Why don't you let Him begin to shake some things up on the inside so that you can start to see some fruit at another level on the outside? You know, I think about this often. What are we going to do when we get to heaven? When we get to heaven, we're going to be in the presence of God. And when you're in the presence of God, do you think that we'll be able to stand there and take it? God's presence is so powerful it's so overwhelming and it's so intense and yet it's so gentle, it's so intimate and it's so healing that God, we, we can't stand to be in his presence. He is such a pure, perfect, holy God. And so moments like we just had in worship, I believe are supernatural and I believe they are divine. And I believe that they are a necessity ingredient in the journey of your relationship with God without the presence of God how on earth would you make and live what God's called you to live it's almost impossible I need God's presence now I'm not saying what am I I'm not saying right here I'm not giving an emotional plea to your emotions right now but God did create your emotions God did give you emotions for a reason for example, I guarantee there's someone in your life right now that you love and there are feelings that are coupled with that love, correct? And so with that love, I'm saying there's an emotion that God puts on us and God puts inside us. And when we respond and we surrender, God absolutely changed their heart. Last week, Ellie talked about uh, pride and humility. Amen. How good was Ellie's word last week? Yes. Well, I'm going to be drinking a bit. My mouth's quite dry this morning. It was quite chilly this morning. Anyone freezing? Like I said, this is the 9 a.m. service. You were the good Christians. You were here on time. You were early. We're not sure if God's presence will show up at the 11 o'clock. Fingers crossed we're praying and believing for it. But if it does, it does. If it doesn't, well, there's always next week. But, uh, Ellie spoke a fantastic word last week about pride. And humility, and I think one of the first steps that we need to take as men and women of God is the step of humility. What does humility say? Humility says, it's no longer I that lives, but it's Christ that lives through me. And when you really think about that, and you look at all of the different things and the happenings that are in our life right now, and we start to dissect how much control we have versus how much control we allow God to have, often what we'll find is we are taking more control than we should. And what humility does is it says, God, I am going to lay that thing down. You know, we are uh, gathered as a preaching team on Wednesday night at our house. And it was all the people that speak at exchange. And a couple of people brought a few things up. And uh, actually, it was Tim who shared so eloquently before and uh, about in 2020, when it comes to breakthrough, when it comes to worship, when it comes to your relationship with God, there's gotta be a sacrifice involved. At some point, we, as men and women of God, there has to be a sacrifice, something that we are laying down on the altar before God to say, God, I'm laying that down because I wanna pick up what it is that you have for me. I wanna pick it up and I wanna hold it and I want to run with it. But if there is not a laying down of what God has, how are we supposed to pick up what God has for us? And so I want to encourage you in 2020 to also be thinking about what it is that I need to lay down. Now, God is an amazing God. He doesn't work according to our time. He works according to His time. That was nice and easy when I said that. But how many people know that's actually quite a frustrating thing? Hurry up, God. I've been praying. I've been believing. I've been listening. And I just haven't had the breakthrough that I've been believing for. Why is it not happening? This is kind of somewhat frustrating. Uh, Where is it, God? Why is it so? It seems so far off in the distance. And God, by the way, I know for a fact that person over there hasn't been praying and they're getting their breakthrough right now. You see that, God? You see what you did there? Why are you not doing that here? Why is there not a shift here? Yeah? And it's kind of crazy sometimes. And I find what I do is I try to put God in a box. I try to put a God uh, God in box in terms of the way that I want to hear from him. Now, think about this. When I was a little kid, we used to go to a local corner store. And at the local corner store, there was one of those kids' machines. And on the front of the kids' machine, there was an arrangement of all these different little tall toys that came in these little plastic um, bubbles. You know what I'm talking about? My parents would give me some change, their spare change, and I would look at the pictures. And it was about 10, 12 of the things that were on the front cover and I'd see them, and I'd say, you know what? I want that one. And I would set my heart's affection to that one. I was little, little did I know that when I put my coin into the machine and I turned the machine and out come a girl's toy, <laughs> my heart was broken <laughs> and I was disappointed. I was upset and I was so frustrated when it comes to my relationship with God, maybe you've been praying prayers. You've put your prayers into the coin slot. You've turned the machine and out come an answer that wasn't what you're expecting. Because maybe God knows better than you do and He knows what you need before you know what you need. Maybe God's trying to get something to you that you are still trying to work out and still trying to process. But I know this, that if you are faithful with what's in your hand right now, God can use it to do a lot. God can use it to bless and change. Don't put God in a box. There's what I need. And I've also believed this, that sometimes when it comes to hearing God's voice, and we're talking about knowing God, I want to know God. And I found that maybe this is, just my prejudice, maybe this is just the way that I think and I process things, but I found I'm listening not for what God wants to say, I'm listening for what I wanna hear. And I think God's not speaking because I'm not hearing what I wanna hear. But maybe God is speaking, He's just not saying what you are wanting to hear. Maybe there's a message of substance, of depth, a scripture. He's trying to impart into your heart, but we are not hearing it or picking it up because we've been so fixated on what our need is and we've been so consumed by what we want rather than what God is trying to get to us because of what God wants to do through us for 2020. Do you know, the scripture is profound and it's truth, and it still rings true today, He can do above and beyond all that you can imagine. Do you know what that means? That means that when He gives stuff to you, that will be beyond what you can imagine. And that means that you can't possibly, at the moment, comprehend what God's trying to get to you. And so therefore, we have to reconsider and step back and say, God, let's take stock Let's do the accounts. What's in my hand right now? How can I use what you've given me right now, God, to go forward into what I believe you've called me to do? What is in my possession? What relationships are in my network? What resource is in my hand? What talents and gifts do I possess that I currently have in my hand right now? that I can use to get to what God's called me to. And by the way, that's not gonna be motivated or driven by comparison. You don't wanna get to where somebody else is because God hasn't called you to go to where somebody else is. God's called you your unique calling, your unique purpose. You were gifted and talented, beautifully and wonderfully made for a very specific task that only you can fulfill. God set you apart in your mother's womb, by the way. He sets you apart to do what God's called you to do. And so therefore, if you chase after other people's treasures, other people's giftings and other people's talents, then maybe you're short circuiting what it is that God's got in your life for the things that you will encounter, and the things that you will break open, the heavens that you will bring down, the miracles that you will see go through your mouth and the things that God has that only you can do. I don't want to get trapped in that box where I'm stuck. God, please don't let me compare to the people among me. Please don't let me compare to the other churches in this area. Please don't let me think about what all of the big churches across America are doing right now. What we need to be thinking, what was God doing in those churches 25 years ago? What foundation was He building into the culture and the heart of the church What spirit was rising up? What measure of faith did that church possess all the way back then that provides the foundation that they stand on right now? God, show me that. God, speak to me that about where we are right now. Now, I wanna see breakthrough in 2020. And we're talking about know God, make God known, build His church, bring heaven to earth. The first quarter, know God. I feel like if we can do one thing as a church is take everybody in this place, one step closer to God, and whether that comes down to many different things, if it's a a revelation of God through scripture, maybe it's an encounter with God, maybe it's an experience, maybe it's many different things when it comes to what it means to knowing God. If we can, as a church, take one step forward together, imagine what that could do. Imagine the impact that that could have. You know, if the great men and women of God that a lot of you know right now, they once upon a time sat in a church just like you are, but they experienced God and now they're changing the world because they sat in a church and they experienced God and it changed their world. And so my heart is this, is that God would use this church, that when people come into this church, they wouldn't hear just another message. They wouldn't sing just another couple of songs, just like everybody else. We all know, we all do the same three, four songs. We all kind of preach in series. We don't really, we're rebellious. We don't preach in series. We preach in seasons. <laughs> we, we all kind of have community groups. We all kind of really do kind of an exchange track or in a growth track or something like that, right? Do you know what separates us? The presence of God. The anointing that falls in a service it's where god shows up and he does things that only he can do that's what creates the divide that's what makes exchange church unique not better than but unique and specific i want to remind exchange church this morning that as a church we will not settle for doing church we want god to show up we want people to encounter him and people to be transformed true change true change that happens on the inside out, change where I don't have to follow everyone up in the week and go, how are you morally doing? Did you sin this week? I would rather be speaking to people who say, man, I can't believe your whole workplace got set on fire and now loves Jesus. I can't believe that your family that you've been praying for finally took a next step and went to church for the first time. I can't believe that that closed heart is now open. And why? Because people encounter God. Why am I here? Why are most of the people here? We still are here and we're still consistent and we're still faithful and we still show up every week because once upon a time in our journey with God, and I guarantee it happens all across the spectrum, and a lot of times it's because somewhere along the journey you encountered Jesus and it changed you and you're different. You're not the same. You're excited. And now some of us sit and wait and we've got, do it again. 2020... I'm praying, God, do it again. Do it again in our lives. God, do it again. You know what? If you've hit a war, what do you need to sacrifice to God? What do you need to lay down? What needs to change? Maybe there needs to be a shift. Maybe, you know what? You're in that hot streak right now. Then I'm praying, God, release them. Send them, empower them so that they can go and change and see the world. I better read scripture right now because I'm getting too excited. (laughs) The word gets revealed. And as I say it this way, you know what? I have an encounter with God, changes my life and it messed me up. But what do you do with that encounter? Where do you go? And you'll notice in Scripture that many people who came to Jesus, who were healed, who were impacted, the blind, that see, the demon possessed, set free. They encountered Christ and then he sent them on their way. And He sent them back to their village. He sent them back to their town and they transformed their town because they were on fire for Jesus. But at the same time, even though there's an encounter, there needs to be a foundation of truth so that we know what to do with that encounter. Meaning that I can have an encounter with God and because I've had an encounter with God, I can start to get crazy thoughts in my head and start to think maybe I am God. Or maybe I can have an encounter with God and think I've been a Christian for a week and it's time to sell my house and move to Istanbul as a missionary. But I've just encountered God. There's no foundation. There's no truth. There's no understanding. And I like to think that an encounter with Christ should be coupled with a foundation of truth. And where do we get our foundation of truth from? Scripture. And Scripture is foolishness. To those who don't believe. That doesn't make sense. It's crazy talk. Are you telling me a man died and rose again? You believe that? Imagine a CNN camera right now in your face. Do you believe a man died and rose again three days later, defeated death? And here he is. And that's the foundation of your faith, the moral compass of your life, the way that you make your decisions. It's crazy talk. But we believe it because we've encountered It's foolishness to the world, but because we've encountered him. And when you encounter him and when you receive Christ, the Holy Spirit comes into your life and he begins to reveal truth. Only he can reveal truth. Man can sow seeds, but only the Holy Spirit can reveal. You can hear as many messages as you want, but it's the Holy Spirit that reveals. 1 Corinthians 2 10, 12. It's on the screen. But it was to us, and actually, thank you, Miss Stephanie Spisato, for this scripture. This uh, was another product of Wednesday night. We have got some great preaching coming up in 2020. It's going to be really exciting. But, I was, uh, but it was to us that God revealed these things by His Spirit. For His Spirit searches out everything that shows us God's deep secrets No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And when we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit. And that's a very different dichotomy because right here, I I look at my spirit versus some of the thinking of the world. What the world says versus what God says. The world says it's impossible. But the word says with God, all things are possible. With the, the world says that's terminal. But the, God, the word says that we serve an eternal God who can heal all of our sicknesses and diseases. And we believe that. So we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. Do you know the Holy Spirit? Do you know him intimately? And is he revealing truth to you? Are you catching information? Or are you receiving truth? Are you hearing scripture or are you receiving scripture? Is it in your heart? Because if it's in your heart, it's expressed through your hands. It's expressed through your mouth and it comes out through your eyes. You don't see a sick person. You see a healed person in Jesus' name. You don't see a financial crash or devastation for your business. You see the favor and the blessing and the promises of God because God opens up a window of heaven that no man can contain. What do you see and what is coming out of your mouth and what is coming out of your life? Because if our spirit is one with Christ, The Holy Spirit is revealing the truth of the favour and the promises that God has for us. I want to tell you in 2020, just when you thought you've been around and you've done that, there is so much more that God has for every single person in this room. And that to me is absolutely exciting news. We don't have to hold back. We don't have to sit down. We don't have to zip our mouths. We can release what God has. And, you know, when I say it this way, it starts with acts and steps of faith. It comes down to us stepping out with steps of faith. You know, I, uh, I think about this. The Father creates, the Son redeems, and the Holy Spirit sets apart. The Father creates the heavens and the earth. The Son redeems and the Holy Spirit sets us apart. You are set apart. It's hard to accept sometimes when we think about our humanity, that dichotomy of my humanity and the fact that I'm set apart. But you are set apart. And the things that you think about in relation to your humanity, grace covered that. Every day is a new day. If you ask for forgiveness and hand that over to God, lay that down on the altar, which is its rightful place, you're set apart to walk in the truth and the favor of what God has for you. God can use you. You can reach that person. God will give you the words. Don't let fear hold you back. Don't let experience, past experiences hold you back. Allow God to use you to step out and speak out. You know, I'll tell you, I get rejected. I've invited the same guy to church for about a year now. And he's, he's, he's a master dodgeball player. <laughs> He's got skills, mad skills, but I'm going to keep casting that net because one day I know he's going to get caught in that net and Jesus is going to reel him in and the Holy Spirit's going to speak to him and his whole world's going to change. And one day in heaven, we'll pound it (laughs) because of how good God is. We're not getting trapped and stuck. The Father is the head of the deity. The Son is the one who reveals the deity while the Holy Spirit carries out the work of the deity. Father, our God, three in one. They ain't separate, they're one. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And it's the Holy Spirit that carries out the work of the deity. And He uses you to carry that work out. God, used me in 2020. Use me in a significant way. And God, I pray, and this is my prayer for every person in this room. If we want to measure fruit and we want to assess God's will for my life, how can I be most effective for God with the amount of time that I've got? And not just in the generation that I live, but I want a generational impact. How can I be most effective? Then I have to ask the question, what matters most to God? You all know the answer. What matters most to God is knowing God. If you don't know him, that's that's the end of the story. We need to know God. And on that journey, you will eventually get to a point where you will discover in Scripture that you've been not just saved, but commissioned and called to make Him known, to go into the world and preach the gospel. And then at some point, if people are getting saved, that you're leading to the Lord, what do you do with those people? And if you keep leading more and more and more, where do they go? Well, thank God that He built and established the church. And it's upon that rock that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We sit here today thousands of years later as a testimony to the truth of His Word. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. Know God, make Him known, build His church. I pray that there's a significant measure of your fruit would be caught in the church, the building of His church. What does He want to return for? A healthy bride. And then what do we do as a church? We bring heaven to earth. That's what the Lord prayed. Know God, make him known, build his church and bring heaven to earth. Imagine if through the Holy Spirit we had access to the full giftings that God has for us and we realize the full capacity and potential that we have through the Holy Spirit to bring and access what God, what is in heaven down here on earth to see healing, to see prosperity, to see broken lives put back together, marriages restored, not just restored. I think that's only one half of the journey. I think flourishing and purposeful and impactful, united in what God's called them to do. Imagine bringing all that God God has for us right now. Do you know we have access to the promises right now that God has for you, that God wants to do through you? Let's as a church not settle for Anything less but seeing all that God has for us in 2020 because we want to be a breakthrough church. You know, my heart going, I struggled to write my message this morning. And the reason why is because I, I wanted to write a message on knowing God and what does that look like? And also wanted to talk about obedience because it's one thing, as Ellie said last week, is uh, um, to be humble and surrender. But then once you surrender, what do you do with that surrender? that 's half of it, then you 've got to obey you know i 'm yours God, and i 'm not going to do anything from here <laughs> great <laughs> it 's humble myself and then obey, be obedient and and i 'm trying to work out how to fit that in to know God and, and it just kept coming back to encounter christ encounter christ so i 'm going to ask the worship team to come up right now and and we 're just going to have some music in the background um, minus a guitar player but uh, But I want to pray for people here this morning to have an encounter. And I want to pray for people who somewhat have hit a wall. And, you know, and this is awesome. When I first got saved, and you all know this, every light from red went green and parking spots opened up. It's almost as like traffic parted like the Red Sea and I went through the middle. This God answered every single prayer. But then at once upon a time, because God in his nature wants us to seek him because it's only faith that pleases him, things shifted. And it was not God that shifted. It was me that needed to draw closer and continue to lean in. So maybe you've hit a season. I don't know if it's stale or it's dry or whatever it is. I want to encourage you that God has breakthrough. Can we all stand in this moment right now?